Welcome in to Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my extra informative co-host, Mozzie. And I loaded that adjective because I came into the the, the uh, Google Doc for the day, and then it's like fucking on point. Oh, yeah, man. I've been going uh, <laughs> yeah, about a few days off of work here with DC, just sort of locking everything down. <laughs> so I've just been uh, deep diving into all of the... All of the rumors, the uh, the hearsay on the internet, which is great, putting together that sort of coaching table with the carousel of coaches we've got going on, trying to figure out where all these coordinators are going. And so far, I'm really liking a lot of what I'm seeing, so I'm pretty excited to talk about that. How are you doing, man? I'm uh, I'm pretty good. I just uh, also did some uh, squat stuff. I know we were both talking about hey, there we what go. we were doing, and. Um, I do, it seems like the Texans are doing a little bit of squatting on their hands. Um, they're coaching higher. I'll tell you what, man. I listened to that Dan Campbell interview, and I just wanted to run through a brick wall. It has, you know. <laughs> yeah the the detail he went into with it with uh, if you haven't seen it, there's like a 35, 40 second chunk where he um, goes into how they're gonna take a bunch of kneecaps. Basically, it sounded oh, yeah. like a fucking GTA character, like. <laughs> All right, listen. We got a bounty for you. You're gonna, you're gonna get their left kneecap. All right, and uh, they're gonna, they're gonna be armed. But you gotta get both kneecaps, <laughs> and like it'll be worth it. Trust me, you'll get paid handsomely. So yeah, that's that's yeah, like our, that. <laughs> that's how my brain took it in. Oh man, no, that was lovely. Well, we'll get to that in a second, but I think we do want to go uh, straight into, of course. The most important thing going on this weekend, which isn't rumors, it's just what's happening, which is at the championship games. Yes, but in my football. opinion, the best games of the season, generally speaking, are the championship games. Yeah, like, and sometimes you watch the, like, championship games and you're like, man, that one, like, was better than the Super Bowl. That happens, oh, yeah. like, every other year. Pretty, it's it's most years for me, <laughs> the championship games are better than the Super Bowl. Yeah. The Super Bowl's gotten better over time. The, uh, they definitely weren't as good back in the day, and they've gotten better. But, oh, man, I'm excited for these. Yeah, so we start off with the first one, the NFC battle of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> at the Green Bay Packers. Uh, right now, it's kind of a tough call for me. Green Bay's favorite by three and a half over under 51. I, mm-hmm. For now, I think I have Tampa, which feels gross to say. But where are you leaning here? Oh, man. It's tough because uh, this is normally a situation I would take the Bucks, and, and I think if I was telling you to, if you were putting money on it, I would probably put the money on the Bucks. Um, my heart on the day will be with the Packers, mm-hmm. rooting, rooting for the Packers, absolutely. Yeah, I, um, I hope I'm yeah. wrong. I, yep, yeah, absolutely. Hope, hope we are not correct in that, but <laughs> just uh, the... The scheme is it, – it's not a great matchup. It's a lot like your Niners game last year where the Niners just kind of had the Packers down pat because of the, the, the run scheme and the Packers' inability mm-hmm. to stop the run. But Tampa Bay's defense has also been playing phenomenally. I don't know if anyone can stop Rodgers and Adams, but they're going to put a lot of pressure on him. They're going to put more pressure on Rodgers, I think, than uh, they got last week with the Rams. Yeah, I. This one's tough because we saw Tampa just like wreck their shit in week six, and also so both of these games are week six rematches, which is mm-hmm. kind of weird. It's trippy. Um, so I'm like, okay, what's different? And I'm like, 
shit. Like nothing's different, really. <laughs> like the only difference is I I think Alan Lazard might have been hurt that game. I can go double check, but I, the main difference is there's no Bakhtiari in this game. Um, yeah, I think Tampa's line is also a little more banged up. But the problem is, like, Green Bay doesn't really get a whole lot of pressure. Now, they they got they can get creative with their pressure packages. I need to see, like, I could check what their exact, like, numbers were last week. But I think they, they had some good moments where they got to the Rams. Like, and the Rams, the Rams mm-hmm. line is pretty good, too, especially with Whitworth back. But For the sure. Packers found ways to, like, creatively get some pressure. Although, like, golf gets it out quickly, but they still sacked him, like, four times on yeah. what was 31 dropbacks. So it's a pretty good rate for a quick passing team that tries to run a lot. So I, I think they can maybe make that work some with the bucks. The The issue is the bucks should and probably will try to run a bunch. That's what they did in week six at work. Rojo went bonkers and I expect him and Leonard to like both like split the load here and then shoot said load onto the Packers face. Mm, um, yeah. That's kind of how I'm seeing this game going. I'll be, it could just totally get the shit if the Packers like get the ball first score Tampa Bay punts Packers get up 14 zip that could totally change everything but like I mean because they've got Jared Alexander but they're beatable aside from that whereas Tampa Bay their past defense has definitely fallen off since the first matchup it looks like but uh, it's tough like because I don't know if enough is different that I can say Green Bay will stand a much better chance this time like you know <laughs> it's tough I, I wish I wish the, the Packers would win Ah, maybe if they had like I don't know, like a young contributor that was like you know there to like help as an extra receiver hmm. or something. I don't know, hmm. or like another defensive player. I, I'm just kind of thinking like that would be really helpful. Yeah, if, if their first round pick like wasn't like game day inactive. <laughs> but we've been getting on him for it all year, but it's absolutely you know these things you think about when you're in the championship game. You've got an all star wide receiver and a great running back and a Hall of Fame quarterback, but you, you could use just one more guy to catch the ball. Yeah, I feel kind of bad for Packers fans. Um, <laughs> their management, they just they just really fucked up their draft, and I, I get why they're frustrated. You know, you need a, you need a first-round pick to contribute, and just for, for just a dollar a day, you can help the Packers make a good draft pick. <laughs> It makes like, more sense because the owners of the Packers are the people, right? Yeah. <laughs> I For some reason, my brain thought of that earlier. I'm like, I got to get this bit on the show. Absolutely. No, I love that. I was like, wait, is there an ad playing? This <laughs> nope, that was intentional. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we are not making money off of that Sarah McLaughlin, so don't come after us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So if, if anything, the Packers would make money off of it. So... In, in my brain, like, the bangers in this game, if, if it plays out as expected, would be the Tampa Bay running game, although probably a split. Um, Devontae has to have, like, a killer game for the Packers to have a good chance. And I think Bubby Tunney has to have a solid game as well if they want to, like, put up a fight. It would make sense. You know, you go to your tight end a lot when there's a lot of pressure coming at you unless you absolutely need them to block, which the Packers are really creative with their offensive scheme. That's something Rodgers is just particularly amazing at is he just reads the play uh, when he's out there. And if he knows he needs an extra guy to protect him so he can make the throw happen, he'll do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's really good at that. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Tunyon. Um, and that's kind of where the, oh, that's where the bucks have been a little weak too, is tight end. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there is one guy I forgot about, and it might be enough for me to swing, switch my pick here, and that's that Carlton Davis probably isn't playing. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I know I've been looking through injuries, and I know like it looks like AB was pretty questionable. AB's um, pretty questionable. Davis left last week with a groin injury. Even if he plays, groins don't heal in a week. Um, I don't even know if they heal in three weeks. They're <laughs> the most lingering, awful injury to have. Uh, even if he plays, he's not. He can't stop Devontae. No, I mean no one can. Like <laughs> no, no one can stop Devontae. It's just can you <laughs> limit him some? Yeah, um, the way to beat the Packers, you can't stop Devontae. You just got to make like make sure Rodgers can't get it to him. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing with that. Like, they may just say like, okay, Devontae will kind of let you do what you want to do, and then try to stop everybody else. Which maybe they're a better bet. Who knows? But the uh, yeah, the the Bucks have a little more like injury iffiness because obviously the Packers are missing Bakhtiari, but that's pretty much it. The uh, Bucks. AB is right now pretty much a game time decision. He hasn't practiced yet this week. And uh, Rojo's been limited, although I think he'll play last week, so I seem so. But yeah, like you said, um, which which I mixed up their quarters. I always forget their quarter names. They've got a Davis and mm-hmm. um, a someone else. Murphy uh, Bunting is back there. And who's their, who's their good one? I forget their names. Anyway, also, while I look that up, Vita Vea is potentially going to be back. Oh, Jamal Dean. Jamal, oh, Jamal Dean. Dean. There you go. Yeah. Jamal, Jamal. Mr. <laughs> Dean sausages. Mr. Dean. Yeah, the sausage <laughs> man. But yeah, so Vita Veda might be back too. There's like I saw that and I thought that was very Yeah, I, like I'm like, oh shit, he has been gone. <laughs> Which yeah. is kind of bonkers to think about. So that would be huge just because I mean like they, they already have a good amount of pressure generated, so getting him back. Which I know he kinda helps a lot run stopping too, which they've been solid run stopping anyways, but mm-hmm. yeah, so Right. That would be pretty big. That's more pressure up the middle towards uh, Rodgers mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, so yeah, I'm looking through like the Bucks corners names just so I can kind of get a gauge for it. So who who'd you say was questionable again? It should be Carlton Davis okay. with the groin injury. Which he's the one who um, Tyreek injured his ego, right? <laughs> Is that the one? Yeah, he's the one who Tyreek just like ended his life pretty much. Oh, brother, yeah, remember. that was him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jamel, I mean, Jamel a Dean's a solid a good corner as a whole. Yeah, um, it's just it, it's not easy to cover Tyreek Hill. So. No, it might be <laughs> one of the hardest guys to cover. Yeah. So anyway, right now Tampa Bay for me. Are you leaving Tampa as well? Unfortunately, I'm gonna pick Green Bay because I'm gonna root for it. <laughs> it's one of those I'm, things I'm where one of those picks where like my brain's telling me the Bucks win, but my heart, man, my heart is with Rodgers. I don't know if you've watched, just real quickly, if you've watched any of the Pat McAfee show, which I love. Occasionally. Get, uh, I, know, I know they have Rodgers on there, like, weekly, right? Yeah, they get Rodgers yeah. <laughs> on there every Tuesday. And that is just – I thought the most beautiful thing that they talked about was just how he has found sort of like an inner peace. And they were talking about how, you know, it's just like all revenge because of uh, them taking Jordan Love. And he was like, you no, know, because nothing that anyone else does to you – can be the thing that motivates you to make yourself better. It has mm-hmm. to come from within. And basically just talking about how there were changes I needed to make to my life and I finally got there and I'm sort of he's sort of like Zen Rogers right now. <laughs> and that's to me like I'm just I love it. Because there was um, always there's always Petty Rogers. Like the assumption was Aaron Rodgers is a dick. Right. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, the assumption was definitely that he 
Um, it is petty, but I think a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. Um, With the athletes, yeah, so you you, you kind of have to be as a pro athlete in a way. He's very happy right now. That's good. He's very content with life, which I think is great. Great for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm. I got to go with the pack. I'm gonna pick the Packers. I'm probably gonna be wrong, but <laughs> you know yeah, what? I I'll be rooting for the Packers all day, so I might as well go with that. It's not fun to bet against yourself. Yeah, they said they're they're three and a half point favorites right now, so mm-hmm. we'll see how it ends up there. But uh, next up, we've got the Bills at the Chiefs. Right now, the over under as I, as I'm changing it, fifty three and a half, and Kansas City's favored by three. I think the assumption is Mahomes plays. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like it, he's doing pretty well. Um, I mean, as long as he gets through concussion protocol, I think the other worry is like the toe because he was definitely limping. See, I think that's almost a bigger concern. Yeah, the, the toe problem because if that's like turf toe, oh man, that's pretty. That's huge. That's yeah, I haven't tame. seen any like specific on the toe. Uh, yeah, and then of course they're all talking about the neck, which is you know, of course, hopefully is all good. Um, they were talking about how he might not have even gotten concussed necessarily. It was a, a nerve impingement more or mm. less. It got sort of tackled down, um, you know, with his head being pulled on. A yeah, because there wasn't like a moment like that you could. I mean, maybe like something like on someone's arm or something, but his head didn't like slam on the turf, and it didn't look like it looked like a helmet. The helmet hit per se. No, it didn't have either of those things. It just sort of looked like his head got pulled on as it was being pushed downward, and that put a lot of strain on his probably his neck nerves. And you know, if he lost blood flow to his head, that'll definitely make you stand up a little bit woozy. Yeah, if you've ever um, done the thing where you like squat down and then breathe in and out a bunch and then stand up and you like, oh yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> that's oh, man. essentially what it is. Not essentially, but similar, you know, kind of uh, sensation there. But. Right. So, you know, hope, hopefully he's healthy and good to go. You know, the mm-hmm. neck thing, that's almost more concerning to me. Not more so maybe than a concussion. But I, I think, like, long-term, right. you know, well-being concern, yeah. Keep the neck safe, man. And, like, re-injury concern just because, like, mm-hmm. I mean, look at Peyton. That's kind of where his career ended. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not saying that's going to happen, Mahomes. I'm just, like, giving you the example. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's pretty big. I, um, it, I think also most people are learning with if Mahomes plays, then – we're picking the Chiefs. Yeah, that's that's. I'm obviously yeah, picking the Chiefs, assuming Mahomes plays. So it just sounds like he will. Um, the toe, they said it just happened last week, as far as I'm aware. Like there was nothing pre-existing, I don't think. So we'll see how he recovers. I mean, he won't be practicing anyway, because you know, like much because of concussion protocol. So he will, you know, get a good chance to rest the toe. Mm-hmm. The toe, rest your toe. Yeah, they, they haven't really like put a <laughs> finger on really exactly the toe issue. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so the, the the game itself, um, like I said, hinges on Mahomes playing. Sounds like he will. Also, week six matchup, a rematch. And uh, when this happened previously, John was in the middle of a struggle bus, and something kind of like specific with it was he was struggling with zone defenses, which you know makes sense. You would probably want to run a zone against Diggs and Jalen, like because when you when you run man against a one amazing route runner, it makes it you know it's hard to give up. And two, a running quarterback. It makes it yeah. hard to get him. So, play zone. He eventually kind of figured out the zone a little better. Like, he got his report, this receiver's right. And, I mean, Cole, and Cole Beasley, for one, you know, how he, he's like a zone killer in a way. He's one of those types of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, is that is that another good word for, like, a white receiver, a zone killer? <laughs> a like, zone killer. <laughs> oh, I think that's great. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I mean like D- Diggs is too. Diggs will also eat up his own, but like putting someone in man on Diggs is just a death knell, though. Um, he's got deceptive speed. Yeah, he's real a zone killer. Deceptive speed. Yeah, zone killer is good. <laughs> anyway, so last time these teams played, Clyde Edwards-Helaire balled out. He didn't find the end zone, but he got a lot of yards. Um, but he comes in pretty banged up. He didn't play last week, and he. I guess let me check the practice reports. I think he's been pretty limited this week. Let's see, he. Um, yeah, he was limited. He's been limited this week. Wow. But he's been out for a while. Yeah. They they held him out last week, really pushing for him to be back this week, so it sounds like he'll be back, but I think he'll be limited. Um, at least I assume so. Like, Daryl Williams looked you know, pretty solid last week. Um, yeah. Lev Bell didn't really do anything, <laughs> which is very sad. He's just along for the ride in the ring, I guess. Um, I mean... Darwin yeah. Thompson has looked better than he has this year. It's been, it's been sad. Um, so, yeah, I imagine there will be, like, a Daryl and Clyde split here, which, you know, if you're, for DFS purposes is annoying. I think they'll be effective as a whole, but individually it might be tough. Um, and on the Bills side, I mean, you also want to run on the Chiefs, but the Bills, one, can't run with running backs, and then two, um, sometimes they just don't run. Yeah. Like, last week, I think they ran, like, Eight times? I don't know. Let me take a look exactly. They did not throw a pass in the first quarter. Or, you know, the Bills didn't, like, they didn't attempt a rush in the first quarter, you mean? They did not attempt a uh, pass, I don't think, in the whole first quarter. What? Or, sorry, they did not attempt a rush. Sorry. Yeah, I was like, wait, they passed the game? Yeah, sorry. I (laughs) I was very confused. They did not attempt a rush. Yeah, they... Something like that. Yeah, so Callen... Winging. Jalen technically has seven carries, but it's only three yards, so, like, you know, mostly just scramble out. But running back rushes, there were nine. There were nine running back <laughs> rushes. Like, and 37 passes, and then seven Jalen rushes. So, yeah, it's... <laughs> it's pretty, like... They, they, they will just say fuck it to the run game. Oh, yeah. Which, I think they will try... I mean, it makes sense to try a little more, but I don't know. I'm not sure what this this week exactly holds for them because, like, the, like I said, the Kansas City Rundy's weak, but their pass D has been better. But it's not like it's like a world beating pass defense. And slash, we've seen this offense in Buffalo super duper come on. So they should go sign Mark Ingram. <laughs> he did not get claimed off of waivers. He could get oh, wow. signed by a team in the championship game. Um, I'm just saying. I uh, I wrote Beasles in here like very spread out, and it wants me to correct it to the dazzled. So Cole, Cole Bedazzled is his name now. Cole um, Bedazzled. So yeah, with this game, uh, where where are you at? Any any like points where like you like agree disagree with me? Um, I think one of the only injuries we didn't mention was Matt Milano because he did not play the uh, first time they met, and I was looking up a stat on him. Their rush defense goes from like twentieth to like ninth with him uh, playing, like bottom yes. twenty, like twenty eighth to like ninth. Hmm. ranked run defense when he plays um whenever i hear milano i think of the cookies absolutely every time pepperidge farm knows <laughs> pepperidge farm knows. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, yeah so he, he's i right, back i stripped of his injury but you know clyde edwards hilarious even tabs on him is kind of one of the main things i think uh with buffalo uh cole beasley popped back up on the injury report he's been he's been you know limited um Gabriel Davis hasn't practiced this week. That's probably like the guy who I think is most likely to miss for Buffalo. Mm. And uh, Vernon Butler has not been practicing as well, so keep an eye on him. But okay. I it sounds like we may not have Gabriel Davis. I don't know. So it would be uh, you still have Brown though, right? Yeah, Diggs and Beasley uh, and Brown. Yeah, and then 
Isaiah McKenzie would be the next guy up, probably. Because I, I expect Colby Zoo to play. He has been playing. Yeah, he's a tough dude. Yeah, real grinder. Real grinder. <laughs> High motor guy. So, yeah. Um, but fantasy-wise in this game, um, Kelsey makes a ton of sense. Balled out first game. Tied in against Bills, duh. Um, and then I, I think Beasley, um, barring you know how he is on the injury report, he should do well here. I, I expect Kansas City to play a lot of zone again, honestly. And um, I mean, it is Andy Reid, yeah, yeah. So I, I imagine he'll have a solid game if he, if he's okay. Keep an eye on him in there. And then of course you know the, the usual suspects of you know Diggs, Reek. I mean Kelsey's kind of the usual suspect too. So <laughs> I was going to mention Dawson Knox, but I'm not sure with Tyron Matthew. Hmm. How that's gonna work? I don't. I feel like they were they would use Tyron Matthew more to like, like in the box. I don't know if like I don't want to say like a spy, but right more to do two things: keep Jalen from you know breaking off big runs, and then maybe like kind of like sealing the top slash bracketing for Diggs and maybe a little mm-hmm. smoky just because the Bills pass deep a lot, so like they they need Tyron Matthew to like be ready to like fuck someone's shit up on a deep ball he's gonna have a busy day man yeah isn't that crazy though how much like you know for the other side of the ball how much Mahomes possibly being limited by his toe will Mm -hmm. affect the defensive game plan because then you don't have to play spy with uh, your safety which is Micah Hyde over there for the Bills yeah the Uh the Bills safeties have been playing super duper well in the playoffs so far I, uh, that was actually something I was going to bring up last week. Um, we didn't do our general managers thing, but Sean McDermott was a safety. Um, and that's mm. his like thing <laughs> when he was with the Eagles too. That's what he coached. Gotcha. And then Ron Rivera took him when he went to the Panthers. So I think it makes a lot of sense that ever since McDermott showed up in Buffalo, Micah Hyde has had like a resurgence hmm. of safety. That makes sense. That's cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, he was safety at William and Mary he played against Tomlin. Which I thought was really cool. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's funny as shit. So, yeah, just the two games. Um, and I guess real quick, last week, let's see. Pick the Packers right. I ended up going Buffalo. That was like a like I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta tell Scott I picked Buffalo, and then um, you get Baltimore. Both had the Chiefs. I Baltimore, but I'm a little pissed because if I had seen that they had switched their center out for a new guy, I probably would have switched. Yeah, the, that's the so Ravens need a center. Yeah. With Yonda out, and I don't think I ever made an official pick on Bucks Saints because I know you, you and Jay were on Saints, and I was I like the Saints. Yeah, gotcha. I was very iffy on that game because I'm like, this this seems like the the like third time to charm thing, but I, I never officially made a pick. Really, I kind of abstained. I never wanted. I just I couldn't. I'm like, <laughs> I won't do it. I'm not picking Tampa. I yeah, I so I admittedly only watched like the fourth quarter of that game for two reasons. One, I fucking hate both of those teams. I'm like, I don't care. I want to like you know not pay attention, and then two, I realized I had a DFS sweat, so I'm like, I'm gonna tune in for the fourth quarter. There we go, and you had a pretty big payday. I think you should mention that real quick. Yeah, so I on the Sunday only uh, slate for DraftKings, I I almost didn't play. I'm like, eh, fuck it, I'll play, and I ended up taking down one of those like big contests. Um, I turned $21 into like $8,400, which mm-hmm. is bonkers. Definitely by far biggest, you know, ROI, biggest hit ever I've had. Um, kind of a nice cap to a really good DFS year for me in football. Um, yeah, 
I feel like we should start doing like DFS segments each week or something. I would, I absolutely would be down. Yeah, because I know we like occasionally mention it, but this guy just turned twenty dollars into eight thousand. <laughs> <laughs> it's like and one of those like lame ass Facebook absolutely. ads. Yeah, like, <laughs> are you tired of your nine to five? <laughs> Do you want to flip your cash into fat stacks? Do you want fat stacks? We got fat stacks. We got fat stacks. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, that was fun. Um, I ended up playing both Cleveland running backs, uh, Rashard Higgins, which it was funny because his <laughs> fucking rule. And then I had Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek, and then I had Fournette, Bucks defense, and um, so Traquan Smith was uh, like really sealed at form, which is fucking hilarious because he had like three catches for like seventy something, what is around seventy yards, and, like two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And I literally, like, he, I'm like, he just fit. I had like. 3,400 left. He was 3,300. I'm like, fuck it. And it worked out. So, yeah. So, I guess I had to get a Traquan Smith jersey now. I don't know. Cause he, Maybe, dude. Maybe. Because he was, like, my super, like, low-rostered guy. He's, like, 5% rostered. And he balled the fuck out. So. Well done. Well done. I say congrats here to the muscle on that. That is an amazing. Uh... Yeah, I got I got flexible cook. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that, that, it was a blast. Because, like, I... So, my girlfriend and I, we were watching The Queen's Gambit um, over the oh, weekend. Oh, yeah, very we, nice. We very just kind of, like, binged it over the weekend. It's only, like, seven episodes. Pretty good. I liked it. Um, great show. Great show. And uh, so, yeah, like, I went to the bathroom. I'm like, okay, like, you know, it's going well. Cool, cool, cool. And then <laughs> I went again, like, because, you know, I pee a lot, drink a lot of water. We were drinking. So, and then I'm like, I'm, and it's at, like, 3K. I'm like, okay, okay. This <laughs> might go. We'll see. And then, like, by the end, I'm like, holy shit. So, like. She's like taking a shower, listening there, watching the game, and I'm just like losing my shit. And she's like, "What?" Absolutely. I'm like, "I'm like, look, look!" And I just showed her the numbers. I'm like, "Oh my god!" So, what, what, what was her reaction? She was like, "Wait, that's what you won?" I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "Nice job, I'm proud oh of you." My god, you're taking me shopping right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dinner's on me. <laughs> but no, yeah. Oh it was, man, it was well an exciting done, feeling. Her. Thank you. Yeah. So, anyway, on to the. Uh, coaching carousel so you've got a nice little uh you know sorted out thing here i guess we can kind of go through yeah i had a lot of news coming up this past week or so as you know of course there are i think seven teams in need of a new head coach at least some of them needed new gms a lot of them were just kind of tearing everything down and and getting some new uh, coordinators whole new everything so it's been a lot of fun um and of course, you know, we've got a big off season coming up ahead. So yeah, we can start going into some of these, uh, these hires here. Um, yeah, I, I think you should start with your Jets, <laughs> you know, rightfully so. I start with the Jets there. Um, the Robert Sala hire. I didn't see it coming. I kind of thought he was a lock there for, De- for Detroit for, uh, for at least a few days. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he was definitely the favorite over there. And then I see that they brought him in for the second interview and I got really excited came down to him and Arthur Smith. Um, and it sounds like they really liked both of those guys, ultimately went up with uh, Sala there. And, you know, obviously you have to wait until the season happens, but, man, I am trying to temper my <laughs> I am so stoked. This dude is electric. Watching him on the sidelines, his players love him. I think that's the biggest difference I've noticed from when the Jets hired Gase to when the Jets hired Sala. There were no players coming out being like, I want to play with Robert Sala for the Jets. They're all doing that right now, and it is amazing to watch. We've got uh, Sherman over there talking, giving him just 
you know, effusive praise. Yeah, um, dude. Yeah, Sherbet fucking loves him. So for years now, and uh, in not even just this season, clips of him like in the past and coming up now, just of how much he loves this guy. You've got all of these players in San Fran potentially wanting to play with him. I've heard I've heard uh, Jeff Wilson and one of the line linebackers, uh, I think it was Kawan James, uh, a couple guys wanting to come over too, and. Holy crap, I'm excited. Because when you look <laughs> at the Jets as a defense, just as a defense, um, they do have a lot of talent there. Uh, they they really, like, believe it or not, they actually do. They've got Quinnen Williams, who's a really good interior pass rusher and run stopper. Uh, you've got C.J. Mosley coming back, which uh, if you weren't aware, Robert Sala was a linebacker and linebackers coach. So I'm expecting him to be calling up uh, calling up Mosley any day now and be like, all right, let's get this thing going. <laughs> Um, their, uh, weakest probably, um, in the, just the pass rush aspect, uh, Bryce Hall turned out to be a pretty good corner that the Jets snagged in the fifth round. He was a really highly touted draft pick with essentially the same ankle injury that you saw Dak, um, have Mm. where people were kind of worried that he might not be able to pan out. He panned out pretty well, definitely developed. So I'm excited to see that as well. So at the very least, my expectation right now is the Jets' defense will be a lot better, um, which is great. Offense, still a ton of moving pieces there, um, but they did bring over as well Mike LaFleur from the Niners. Um, younger brother of Matt LaFleur, of course. Robert Sala was actually the best man at Matt LaFleur's wedding, so they go way back. Uh, LaFleur way obviously back. having tremendous success there with the Packers, so yeah getting the other LaFleur there seems like a nice little movie he's definitely part of the Shanahan system so the Le whole Fleur. right it's fun <laughs> to say that um, anyway continue yeah. hey, is, are, are we gonna have a Shanahan offense with the Jets uh, is this defense gonna become you know incredibly motivated and energized I am all sorts of pumped to see what happens here all I can really say is I fucking love Joe Douglas <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm excited for you, man. I'm I'm happy that the Jets may end up decent. We'll see, but a lot of optimism, <laughs> I think, around the building. So, oh yeah, pretty neat. Now Joe Joe Douglas only has to do one thing, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll talk about some of the other coaching hires. Right? Any that uh, maybe you wanted to jump on? Maybe to talk about the Falcons here. Yeah. So the Falcons, I've liked what they've done. I like the Arthur Smith pick. Um, sounds like Dean Pease is going to be the DC. Dave Ragone as the offensive coordinator and uh, Terry Fontenot, uh, former Saints guy. He was like the player, president of like player personnel. I don't know. Some, an important role with the Saints. So. An important <laughs> like personnel role with the Saints, yeah. And the Saints have been pretty good. So like, I'm cool with it. I, I like the Arthur Smith hire a lot. We were talking a little bit before we hit record on some of the stuff we heard him say. He's kind of talked about like how they realized like how good Derek Henry was. So they needed to just give him the ball more. Um mm-hmm. You like to see that in an OC, you know, one that doesn't just have a scheme and try to germ their players into that scheme and make it work. They actually look at what they've got in their talent and say, let's uh, let's change some things up to make uh, get the most out of what we have, which you would think is like second nature. But, you know, not a lot of coaches struggle with that. Yeah. So with um, with the uh, with the hires here. So it sounds like Arthur Smith is going to be the play caller, like you said. Um <laughs> So, I feel bad for Dave Ragone as far as says Kyle's career has gone. Obviously, he's got a good gig now, but so he's been dealt some real shit hands. So, um, he's been the Bears passing game coordinator and quarterback coach pretty much for the Mitch era, and then he was in Washington for a bit as an like a offensive quality control. So, like I mean, yeah, and then he was 
2011 to 2013 Titans, which, I mean, who's their quarterback at that point? Even? Before Jake Locker, right? Well, was that, when did, when was Mariota a Titan? He was 2015. Okay, yeah. I mean, like, who was even their, like, quarterback? Though? So if he's, like, he hasn't had a, like, a good right. offense ever, so. Hey, he's got Matt Ryan right now. So that's yeah. the best quarterback he's ever had. Yeah, this is going to by far be the best offense he's worked with, I imagine, so. Yeah. I like the Dean Pease hire. The only worry yeah. I have is, you know, he's hiring some former Titans guys, but those are probably the people he knows. Um, Dean Pease was with the Titans when their defense was good. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. left this past year, and guess what happened to the Titans' defense? Man, that thing sucked. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it looks like the locker years, and then, like, so Matt Hasselbeck was actually the 2011 Titans quarterback, and there was some um, – because, yeah, post Vince Young. So Vince Young ended in 2010. And so uh, this this guy, Dave Ragoon, which I'm going to call him, like, Crab Rangoon or something like that, Dave Rangoon. Um, <laughs> yes, and they Rangoon. got, like, lock, like, you know, the bridge to locker, and there was, like, the Fitzmagic stuff. It, you know, it was a rough time. He's had a lot of, like, shit luck here with his uh... – Yeah. The great what if of Jake Locker – what if i barely know her <laughs> locker yeah, but, oh man but yeah. yeah i don't know a whole lot about the gm um i i was a I mean, we've mentioned this before but i didn't think necessarily the falcons needed a new gm um, no yeah the the gm fire was kind of surprising in a way um i mean we definitely saw the coach leaving but yes. when they got rid of both at the same time you know that might just be an organizational thing like we're bringing we're doing a whole new thing like we just need a clean house mm-hmm. even though we like to we had um you, you know you want a whole new image whole new vision uh sometimes you have the turnover it doesn't really feel like a complete rebuild when there are still pieces there from the previous regime so yeah. you know i don't i don't hate it mm-hmm. but i guess yeah, one... I, didn't think, I didn't think the other gm was that bad yeah Dimitrov, right? The name. Yeah, Dimitrov. I feel, did he get hired somewhere else? I can check. But so, what other thing on Re- like Ragoon is that like he did help Mitch. Like he was a part of like Mitch having a decent year, which is kind of hilarious to think about. <laughs> was that his second year? Yeah, that was year two. So yeah, Dimitrov. Um, I assume. I don't, he's I don't think he's. Um, I think he's the. Is he? Is he the Lions now? Or no, no, they interviewed him though. I don't know if he's been hired yet, but I imagine he'll get a job somewhere soon because he's pretty solid. So he's young too. Yeah, but he's so like fifty. Uh, he's he is fifty something. Check fifty four. So for GM, that's pretty young. But yeah. So other yeah. teams, we've got um, Jags, <laughs> which <laughs> so Urban Meyer. I think we I think we feel some ways about this. <sighs> I don't like it. Me neither. I mean, I, I know it. Like, I'm definitely in the minority of people here. Like, everyone's like, "Oh my god, Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer, this is gonna be crazy." And I'm just like, "Is it?" I has Urban Meyer like had to coach a bad team ever? Uh, the answer to that is no. <laughs> He's very smart. He picks good situations to become a coach of. That's you know that's. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, this the is the his first here. NFL stint, yeah. Yeah, they're talking about the NFL here. There's a lot of coaches that had a lot of success in college go to the pros and just can't do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at Nick Saban. Nick Saban is, like, the greatest coach of all time in college, but NFL. Yeah, he was ass in the NFL, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just wasn't his thing. But um, 
Uh, I, I just, I don't love it. I really don't. It's, it does kind of feel like he's chasing Trevor Lawrence and <laughs> just trying to get on that train, which, you know, maybe it's wise, but it's, I just, I don't love it. Mm-hmm. Their defense still sucks. Defense still sucks. Oh, it's so bad. Um, they got to obviously make changes to that, but you know, I heard someone on a very well-known TV show talking about how they could win the division next year, and I'm just like, "Holy crap, you people!" Was this coward? <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a Colin Coward thing. No, I don't think it was Coward. I don't remember <laughs> where it was, but I'm like, "Yeah, let me." When they actually have a single person on the defense that is good, let me know. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's pretty one. rough. They got C.J. Henderson. They seemed all right at corner last year. That's about. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, and then they have Trent. Trent Baalke's the GM, kind of only by name though. It sounds like player control, personnel control is gonna still be in the hands of Shad Khan. Which, which you know. that's the other thing. <laughs> that's 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 the good. biggest thing I would yeah. say. I, it's gonna be why the Jags are fucking forever. Roster control? Are you kidding me? You're making all these moves. You fly Urban Meyer out there on your private plane, and you're still gonna retain the roster control as the owner. My goodness. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Oof, bub, oof. Oh, that does bring me back to the Jets really quickly. I'm I'm so proud of them. It feels like they're growing up <laughs> because I have seen now, I think, three or four statements from Joe Douglas that are just music to my ears. The first one being he came out and said, I'm not picking personnel guys for my coaches. I'm hiring a coach that has a personnel, and I'm letting them bring in their own uh, guys, which I absolutely love. Like, don't make your coach try to work with your pieces. <clears throat> Eagles. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, so, you know, that was great. Um, he also just came out and said, uh, we have a structure now in organization. Uh, Robert Sala reports to me. I report to the, to the owner. That's how it's going to be. Um, that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> a lot of teams struggle with that. It's, uh, but that's how it's supposed to be. I'm just like, oh, my God, they're becoming a franchise. What is happening? <laughs> You've got a team. <laughs> got a team. Oh, <laughs> uh, they've got a chance. Uh, but, yeah, anyways, that was my brief diatribe there. And just watching the Jets grow up hey, and finally I'm become an NFL team, which is amazing. Happy for you. Um, <laughs> but next up, we've got the Chargers, who have made a lot of changes. So, Brandon Staley is the head coach. Um which I it sounded I thought everyone thought Dable was gonna be the guy. It sounded like and that's what Orlovsky kind of, said. Orlovsky came on a, on air on a, I think it was Pat McAfee and said you know Dable's got the Chargers job and it would definitely have been rumored. But he said that and everyone's like okay okay mm-hmm. all right like I'm just waiting because he's still in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so mm, I this is who I wanted the Lions to get. Yeah, I, I, I think it's still a good hire. I wish it would have been Dable because that would have been awesome. But yeah. I think Staley's still a good hire for sure. They've got a lot mm-hmm. of defensive talent. And then Tom Telesco is the GM. And then wh- who – I don't know about the OC and DC because it sounded like Raheem Morris might go there, but he's going to be with the Rams now. Yep. Um, yeah, so I'm not sure about that. Staley, obviously a defensive guy for the Rams, so yeah. he'll definitely have a piece in that. But whoever they get at offensive coordinator is super important. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, if they hire Adam Gase. I, I don't think... I hope they're not that dumb. I hope it's not that bad. The Seahawks interviewed him? <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah, that. But yeah, man, so the, the, the coordinator is still, uh, still an unknown there for the Chargers, but we like Brandon Staley. I think that's a good hire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got some great defensive personnel that are all young and under contract. 
Bay, with yes. the exception of uh, Melvin Ingram, who's a free agent in 32. But yeah, other, other than that, I mean, you got <laughs> Derwin James, Joey Bosa. Um, who are, who's their other corner? Uh, Hayward? Or wait, no, he's, is he gone? Casey Hayward. Yeah, who's who's the one who who's who's on a different team now? Um, they let go of Brett. Brett, right? yeah, because he's on the Niners now, right? Yes, that's not okay. And they have Chris Jones, right? What's his name? Uh, Chris Harris. Chris Harris, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have him now. <clears throat> a lot of pieces there. A lot mm-hmm. of good pieces. I, their defense could get scary. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, having having a nice defensive coach for that, I think, is is a nice boon for them. So uh, next up, we've got the Lions, which. Oh baby! We already talked about Dan Campbell. Um, oh my God! <laughs> I, I think it's either, it's gonna be great or terrible. And knowing the lines, it's. <laughs> I think we all have an assumption on where it's gonna go. Six years for Dan, the dude Campbell. Dan the Six man. Oh Dan my Cam the man. Damn. Oh damn. <laughs> um. Okay. So when this happened, I was like, "What on?" fucking earth are you doing you know because we were we had our sort of general manager segment that we haven't aired but you know we talked about what we would do with some of these teams and how we would run them if we had the, that you know that uh omniscience that omnipotence to do so and um you know i was like well i want aaron glenn or brandon staley i want or wink martindale like give me a defensive guy let stafford run the offense get some pieces there on the offense and like let's get this defense hammered out that was sort of my takeaway for that mm-hmm. uh they go out and get dan campbell and i'm just like what on the fucking earth are you doing this is are you kidding yeah, me because like are i hadn't seen anything me? on that until like it was about to happen i'm like where the fuck did this come from so the thing about campbell is that he's not a scheme dude he is not there to implement any schemes offense defense anything like that he is your hoorah kind of guy <laughs> he is just you know, run through a brick fucking wall kind of like he is just energy and and coffee and caffeine <laughs> and <laughs> he is a great motivator and he is one of those coaches that I think his success will kind of be predicated on his success if that makes sense if they stink at the beginning he's not going to be motivating a whole lot of people if they come out slinging and firing then, you know, you kind of get a train rolling with that. But the biggest thing there, obviously, is since he's not a scheme guy, is you've got to nail your coordinators. Yeah. that's. Um, and <laughs> as of right now, I'm pretty happy they got Aaron Glenn. I think he was up for some head coaching positions. They were able to snag him as the defensive coordinator, which is great for Jeff mm-hmm. Okuda. Um, yeah, they, they needed a big fucking overhaul with the defensive scheming. And play oh, calling. yeah. It was so bad and hindering all of their picks. <laughs> Like, you just spent a third overall pick on Okuda, and he was one of the worst corners in the league last year. Mm-hmm. So I liked them getting Glenn as a head coach. Them getting him as a DC, I think, is outstanding. Um, so I am super for that. You should immediately see Okuda play like maybe he should be um, playing. Yeah, and then um, their their GM, Brad Holmes, he has been with the Rams since, like, 2003. Um, mm-hmm. He was... He was pretty much in the scouting department the whole time, and since 2013, he's been their director of college scouting. So, wow! And they've been a pretty solid team over the last, you know, how many years? So, yeah, I mean, he probably then drafted or looked at Whitworth, and well, I guess Whitworth came from the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, he but he did Goff, Cup, <laughs> Donald, like a lot of guys. 
yeah, I mean, they've had some really good draft picks over the years. I'd be excited if I were the Lions. Yeah, um, it's, it has to be better. They're, who, whoever they get at OC is really important. Yes. Um, that is huge. Yeah, because, I I mean, who's even kind of, like, out there for OC? Or, like, I guess they would be looking at a physic of maybe, like, a quarterback coach or... Because teams can, like, block lateral hires for stuff. So, like, if they they aren't, like, guaranteed any, like, other OC, but if it's, like, a promotion in the sense of, like, positional to OC, then the team, like, has to allow it. I think they should go get Alex Van Pelt over from the Browns. <laughs> I mean, that'd be solid. I'm trying to think who's, like, another quarterback coach who... I mean, Pat Hamilton, shit, from the Chargers. Like, yeah. that would make a lot of sense. Thinking of, like, All options right. here, so... I feel yeah. like they could make a lot of good stuff happen if they do these coordinator hires right. So, absolutely. Yeah, and then so the Eagles have hired Nick Sirianni, who I know absolutely nothing about. He was the Colts Just DC, the right? Uh, I think he was the OC. I thought he was the defensive coordinator. Um, oh, OC, my bad. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know why I thought defensive coordinator. Anyway, yeah. So Colts, Colts OC, and he has previously been at the Chargers for a long time, and then the Chiefs previously. Um, Who's the Colts defensive coordinator anyway? Is that Eberflus? Oh, Eberf- maybe. <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah. actually sure I have to say his name. Matt Eber Eberflus. Yeah, uh Eber it's E B E R F L U S. Eberflus, Eberflus. It sounds like a state of matter or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's like dark a, matters in a state of Eberflus. It's like an in-between state of matter. But anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we have um yeah, Nick Sirianni there, which the Colts offense I think was was really good this year, despite Philip Rivers, I might say, which I know Philip Rivers retired, you know, great career obviously, but was kind of toast this year in some senses. So I think he's a good pick here. And you know, the Eagles have barred from the Colts and back and forth quite a lot. Yeah, they sent you know, Frank Reich yeah, over. Yeah. From the Eagles, yeah. They they kind of do a lot of trading back and forth. And then um, of course Howie Roseman as the GM. I'm wondering, I'm just so curious as to what's going on in the Eagles front office. Obviously we're not going to hear anything. Yeah, obviously but... like some bullshit, but <laughs> <laughs> are they like are they sitting down with the head coach and saying Carson Wentz is our guy, you're here to coach Carson Wentz or are they saying who would you want? <laughs> you know, like is it open ended or is it definitive? I, w- I really wish I knew. I'm a, I have a feeling it's definitive from what I've heard that they're like we're sticking with Wentz, so you're going to be the coach of Wentz. Yeah, I don't know like I don't know what happens with Hurts now like cuz yeah. I mean they can't really trade Wentz like yeah, yeah. call up Ryan Pace you know He'll... <laughs> dude I mean maybe contract. dude the Bears like I, I was I wrote somewhere like the Bears like need to make a change at some point I don't know if they will but they should uh-huh but the last team without a head coach right now is the Texans they have Nick Casario as the GM which pissed Deshaun Watson off and then the only way they can make Deshaun Watson happy I think would be with a good head coaching hire um is there anyone besides like the enemy who you think would like be fine? I mean, maybe Peterson too. I think it has to be mm. maybe one of those two for really for Sean Watson to feel like okay about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I um, I to me it sounds like if they don't get the enemy, then Watson's gonna be a hundred percent out of there. Probably. Which I mean, <laughs> can you blame him? No, not at all. Which yeah. I, if you want, we can start talking about the Texans. Yeah, they are a shit show, dumpster fire. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of rumors about maybe like something with the Dolphins going on, but like, 
I mean, Bill O'Brien fucked him for many years to come. I don't know. I, I don't know how to put it. So he really did. And have you been keeping up on this Jack Easterby uh, narrative? A little bit. He's a fucker. You're right. So he was basically <laughs> a, a chaplain, a cleric for the team, um, for a lot of different teams, and he has ended up in a position of great power within the organization <laughs> as sort of a VP of personnel guy. So he's basically gone from like your your church leader, your guy who does your prayers with you during practice, to being your boss. Um, and you know, Andre Johnson came out and basically said, "This team's gone to shit ever since he's been he's, he's done that." <laughs> yeah, you know? like Andre Johnson talked shit about it. <laughs> and then DeAndre Hopkins comes out and says, you know, when uh, Andre speaks, you listen, Mm -hmm. who was previously just traded from the Texans citing character concerns. This is where it all gets really interesting because one of the reasons they haven't hired the enemy, the report is that he wasn't quote, a man of God, which was, uh, right. (laughs) Which is Easterby's whole thing is he, they don't, he doesn't want to bring in a coach, which, you're sitting there like, why does this guy have say over this? And that's the whole question is, why does this guy have so much power? Why is he deciding who the coach is and the GM and all this stuff and helping make those decisions? But to not hire the enemy because he's not a man of God. And then you sit there and you say. Did they not interview Sala, right? They were the only team that didn't interview Robert Sala, who's Muslim, by the way. Which... <laughs> You're like, what in the ever-loving fuck <laughs> is going on in the Texans organization? That is, I don't even, like, that's just horrid. Um, that's another reason I'm so pumped for Salah. It's my fucking head coach. You're goddamn right. He's <laughs> Dude, yeah, like, he seems like a fucking great head coach. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the Jets again, like I said. So, the, yeah, the Texans are a shit show. I don't know if anyone wants the job, like, how could you? Yeah, I feel like it's going to be someone who's just, like, way underqualified, but no one wants it. So it's like, ah, oh, fuck it, sure. Like, I could probably, like, email them, like, hi, I'm looking for an opportunity within the league. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, what, I mean, what is their interview like? Like, all right, first question uh, to be our new head coach. Um, what is the good word? <laughs> hi, Easter Bye. I love... Jesus Christ. I love him so much. Just love me so much, Jesus. I know the whole Bible. B-I-B-L-E. That's the word for me. So, <laughs> Like, holy Toledo. You know, there's nothing wrong. Football obviously has a huge uh, connection with, you know, Christianity and the, the whole faith. And even when I was, I was playing in football, you still had like a team uh, prayer and whatnot before the game. You are playing on Sunday. Uh, there's a lot going into that. Yeah. But and to like, have him be the, like your VP of personnel, like making decisions. He basically has Joe Douglas's old job with the Eagles, but he was a chaplain beforehand. Yeah. Like, I, I, like it, by no means like dumping on faith, religion, or anything. I'm just saying, like, right. It's a very poor way to run it where religion, <laughs> which is very personal, becomes a huge part of how you run your organization. Not in the sense of the you know morals of it where it, it's more in the sense of like if you are not us fuck you kind of thing it's a very bad it's it's he's kind of right. implementing all the reasons people don't like religion into the organization and making it bad <laughs> right. like so oh, so man. but i i like what the jets have done a lot i like what the falcons have done a lot um 
I'm unsure on where the Eagles go. They may just be too cap-fucked, and the Texans may just be too fucked over as well. The Lions are very volatile, I feel like. Um, the Chargers, it, it, can't, it couldn't get worse, I don't think. I think the coaching was holding them back a lot. Um, Last year felt like their floor, like how good Herbert was. Like yeah. They should have had a better fucking record. I, I think the they'll improve. Um, I mean, the Jags obviously can't really get worse, I don't think. like <laughs> Technically, they can, but they're... I mean, I don't know. They're not going to be good. But anyway, right. so moving on a little bit, um, some other extra stuff. The Steelers did not extend, quote-unquote, quote, uh, <laughs> Randy Fichter, Randy Schwinkter, whatever you're going to call him. So Matt Cannon will be the OC. He was so bad. Yeah. Which, Even when he got hired, people were like, what is this? Yeah, I, doesn't, doesn't Roethlisberger like Matt Cannon a lot? I feel like I remember something with that, but I don't something, know. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. And then, um, well, you know, see how that goes. And if Roethlisberger is even back. Um, obviously, Philip Rivers retired. We mentioned that. So Colts will be in the QB market because I think Brissett's a free agent. So they've got Eason there, but they'll probably, I mean, I've, I have no idea how Eason's developed. So we'll have to take a, like, I mean, they're, they're definitely in the market for a QB possibly. Go um, get Matty Stafford. Dude, yes. God, that team would be so good. <laughs> yeah, th- there's a lot of quarterbacks that would have made that team better this year, I think. But, um, <laughs> So Seahawks, they fired they fired Schottenheimer, um, and this is another one. This is like Texans esque. Like this is, uh, ooh, I don't like this at all. Yeah. So there was, I had brought up what if, like Schottenheimer was fired because like, what if what if it wasn't his fault that the offense was so bad, like that they kept trying to run, and so they've interviewed um, Anthony Lynn and Adam Gase for the OC spot. Um, so. I think Schottenheimer got kicked out because he wanted to pass too much. Like, <laughs> yep, he wanted to let Russ cook. Yeah, no, we got to run the ball. Oh my like, lord, this is really cementing our like maybe Pete's not actually a good coach. He he literally only, he realized Russell Wilson was good, and mm-hmm. it's kind of been his main thing. <laughs> yep, yeah, it's that's a huge slight to me. Um, like in terms of the organization, I can't believe they they got rid of him. And yeah, oh my goodness, I I think they're gonna be pretty bad next year. I don't know. We'll <laughs> I guess it depends on if they hire Adam Gase. The internet reaction that they interviewed Adam Gase <laughs> was legendary. Oh my lord. Oh Adam Gase. Now who who's Kirby oh. Wilson? I see you have him written here. He is the running backs coach for the Raiders. Hmm. There's your running back cement. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, no, yeah. yeah. Pete Carroll wants to run the ball. I think that's almost in verbatim, too, of a quote he has recently. Like, yeah. they want to get back to running the ball. And I'm sitting there, like, you've got Russell F. and Wilson, and you're trying to run the ball. Yeah, great. You know, have balance. Have balance on your offense. Do a little bit of both. That's fine. But you've got Russell Wilson, man. <laughs> yeah, it's something. So, it's so bad. They're fucking themselves over. They're, so what they're doing is like they're reaching their pocket. They're like, "Hey, I have this pistol here," and Plastico Burris comes up and he goes, "Here, let me show you." And then they shoot themselves in the foot. So, mm-hmm. but speaking of shooting yourself in the foot, Dwayne Haskins um, is going to be a Steeler this year, I guess. Um, which I know you probably find very entertaining, right? Because for years I've been saying he's basically Roethlisberger. He's really big. He's not easy to take down. He has a big arm, and uh, he doesn't really run. He kind of just is a potato just, in the yeah, pocket. But he's like a arm. he's a 
big bouncy around potato that it's hard to tackle. <laughs> right. You know, he's like six three. He's like two sixty. He's big. Yeah. And, Obviously, uh, Askins could only dream of being on Roethlisberger's level quarterback wise. But, right, but in, he was like in terms of like the player comp. So I thought it was yeah. really interesting that they went out and got him. I also think that should tell you everything you need to know about uh, Mason Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. So I wonder if this means Roethlisberger is going to be back for a year or like what they're thinking with it. So, so I think Roethlisberger's got one more year. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, th- I think he has one more. They're all talking, you know, because he was crying at the end of the game. But he basically, that was a lot for Pouncey, because I think Pouncey's retiring. Uh, Who's been his center for, like, you know, 12 years. He's his dude. Um, He was really sad that Pouncey didn't get a chance to win one with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I think he's doing one more. Yeah, I I would say so. Barring barring some crazy free agency, something like, you know, for some reason, like, Dak becomes available or something. Right. but speaking of, um, there's a lot of free agents coming up. We don't have to talk about all of them, but there's a nope. big list. So, like I said, Dak, and then Fitzmagic, Newton, Trubisky, which, there, um, Judon, <laughs> Bud Dupree, Leonard Floyd, Shaq Barrett. Oh, yeah. A lot of good guys Those there. four names that are going to be very highly desired. Probably re-signed, at least uh, probably most of them. But mm-hmm. uh, teams with cap space problems, the cap is lower than they expected this year, too. Yeah. Uh, you might see some guys out there and the free agent list is huge this mm-hmm. offseason it's the biggest i've ever seen yeah huge. and then we've got a lot of good receivers uh that are free agents which oh yeah i expect a good amount of these to be retained maybe we'll see but um <laughs> so we've got a rob ty oh, hilton yeah. chris godwin juju sammy marvin jones will fuller keelan cole and kenny galladay just like a studly fucking slew here um absurd like yeah. Of the ones you think most likely aren't being retained. Are not? Um, (laughs) Right. I think A-Rob's gone. Oh, A-Rob's certainly gone. Um, Okay. I I expect Sammy Watkins to be gone. Uh I I feel like Marvin Jones might be gone. Um, And I don't know about Keenan Cole, but I I fully expect T.Y., Chris Godwin, Juju and Al Honesty too, Kenny Galladay all to resign. Probably Will Fuller too. I'm not sure about Galladay. Really? Huh. They're they've got four million in cap space. Mm. They'd have to restructure Stafford and cut cut some of their defense basically gotcha. just to resign him. Um, I'm not I'm not sure. Yeah, they're in a tough spot yeah. cap wise, but because I know there's a lot of where is Juju going, but it sounds like he wants to be a Steeler still. So, uh huh. And then. I, because I know because Will, Will Fuller will have some suspension to serve when the season starts next year, right? Or I forget. Or was uh-huh. it was this? I don't I don't remember if suspension was just the rest of the season or what. His because he had the PED thing, but right. he may have like one game to serve next year. But yeah, I expect might. him to come back. And then, well, I mean, I don't know if he will come back or not. Maybe he says fuck it if Deshaun Watson's gone. But I imagine Keelan Cole will be cheap for the Jags to keep. To keep. <laughs> um, I assume Ty wants to retire Cole, and there's no way the Bucks should let Chris Godwin go. So. They shouldn't, but they're not in cap uh, heaven either, the Bucks, And they got a lot of wide receivers. Yeah. They're going to have to basically decide, do we want Godwin or Brown? I don't think they can keep both. Yeah, I imagine they'll keep Chris Godwin. <laughs> they should. Yeah, that'd be dumb not to. But uh, then tight ends, we got Gerald Everett and Hunter Henry, who I expect the teams to try to re-sign. 
Um, I would expect so too. Yeah, and then, uh, but if not, Gerald Everett could end up taking a really good impact somewhere if he ends up being like the guy in a spot. And then the running backs, aside from Aaron Jones, it's kind of weak. There's, you know, Ingram, Coleman, Drake, Brita, Fournette, James Conner, Jeff Wilson. And then obviously Aaron Jones is like the prize. Um, right. If he doesn't reassign with the Packers, um, uh, there's a couple spots I love, which it may be tough cap wise for the Falcons, but he'd be a perfect fit. I actually, I was looking at them trading, um, I can't remember who it was, but one of their defensive players, who's been fine, but with a tough contract, trading him to the Browns for Kareem Hunt would make a lot of sense for both teams positionally, and the Browns mm-hmm. have a ton of cap, so it was great cap room. But anyway, um, and then Brandon Scherf and Joe Thune, um are also going to be free agents, but yeah, no. the I mean oh, the big, good guards under thirty, I think. Yeah, the, and the biggest player story is Deshaun Watson for sure. I think absolutely. There has been some discussion about like the so that we brought I brought up the Dolphins thing. I I don't think that'll happen. I so I have like some gripes with how the Dolphins have handled Tua and some praises. I have very mixed feelings. They like I'm okay with them like playing him and benching him when he you know has a tough time. That makes sense. We kind of talked about that with how. Um, Marty Schottenheimer did that with Breeze and helped him a lot. But I think they tried too much to like please both sides of the like equation with both like being a playoff caliber team, but also wanting to get Tua in. I almost think that being a playoff team was worse for Tua. Right. Because no, like, because there was no room for air for him. And then also they kind of limited what they had him do. They didn't let him, you know, take as many risks as far as like stuff deep middle of the field, which is really good. And then like with Fitz, like once you take Fitz out, you like, I feel like they either have to leave Fitz in and say, we are going for all the wins and playoff stuff or go to it and say like, you know, uh, whatever. But I, I think it's tough to, sell that to your players and what when you have some of the players like coming out and saying kind of eh, stuff whatever about like we'd love to have Deshaun Watson obviously unnamed but that shows you the locker room it's not really ready to make a playoff run anyway so I don't it's a tough situation and I'll I don't know if anyone would have really handled this properly it's tough I, I think I think Flores did the best he could have probably <clears throat> even though I think there's still some in eh with it just because I think they might have stunted to his development a little bit in terms of like you put him in game situation but kind of limited him and gave him not too much pressure but i don't think it was i don't think it was ideal they you know they're like all right we need to win this let's put in fitz magic now you know yeah Um, i i think the dolphins have done a botch job i i'm doubling down on it because last year around this time i went on a whole rant about how the dolphins signed people too early they traded yeah, their yeah. left tackle and Kenny Stills, which Kenny Stills, whatever, but they traded a left tackle, a young, good, under contract left tackle in Laramie mm-hmm. Tunsil. They traded him, said we're rebuilding, then got Tua and signed like, four, what is it, four or five big name free agents on the defense. They got Kyle Van Noy. Um, they got their other corner, Byron Jones. Like they got all these defensive personnel. And they jumped the rebuild a year earlier than people expected. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are you doing this? You just traded your left tackle. Yeah, I think I think they can fix it by getting another good receiver and another good lineman. Or a, a good lineman. 
Right, and it was almost like they're like, oh, well, we can trade Tunzel because we're going to draft a new left tackle. Like, look, good left tackles are not just They don't grow on trees. Right, they are not a plenty in the league. <laughs> they are not, you know, like, you get a franchise left tackle. That is huge. Mm-hmm. You've got Whitworth. Um, you've got, like, Trent Williams and what's-his-face who was on the Niners for years, uh, Staley, Joe yeah. Staley. Um, Joe Thomas. Like, you get these big-name guys. You keep them. And maybe they didn't view him in that light, but to have a solid piece on the line, I you're like I'm looking at this now, like how do, good are the Dolphins this year if they have a good left tackle? Are yeah, they in like, the playoffs? They're probably in the playoffs. Yeah, because they had a lot of close games too. Like, bet they wish they had a run game at some point. They, they yeah, their run game was non-existent. But now they're sort of, they got sort of stuck in like the nine and seven, ten and six. Now they got a worse draft. Yeah. So they, at they least got, they, they have the Texans Houston, pick. right? Which could have been Larry Tunsil, but no. Um, yeah, <laughs> it could uh, even be Laramie Tunsil. Yeah. I expect them to take uh, if they keep the pick. I expect them to take uh, Sewell, but we'll see how it goes. Or a receiver. Yeah. They, they have they have two first round picks, but yeah, mm-hmm. they they botched it. Some I agree in the sense of like they tried to. I heard someone say they tried to split the baby, which is kind of a weird phrase. Yeah, but... no, that's a Solomon reference, yeah. But... King Solomon. Gotcha, yeah, they, they tried too hard to, to, like, walk both sides of it. They try to have, you know, they try to sit on two horses at a time, whatever its phrase is. <laughs> have one cheek on each horse. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> no whole ass, no half ass. <laughs> you got a whole ass it. I whole ass everything. So, <laughs> But uh, with that, we'll be back uh, next week to uh, kind of recap how the games went. And then Super Bowl preview will be a bit in the future, but we may talk just more general uh, NFL next week. But until then, I hope you all enjoy these uh, championship games as much as we do. Oh, yeah.